0: Hello, North-South Connection podcast listeners. My name is Rocco Martone, and this is your daily Cronoso podcast. Today's match is the main event of the New York portion of WrestleMania 2, a boxing match pitting one half of last year's Mania main event in battle. We have Crowdy Roddy Piper versus the one and only Clubber Lang, a.k.a. B.A. Bad Attitude Barracus, a.k.a. Mr. T. This match continues the epic feud between Roddy Piper and Mr. T. The last time we saw Mr. T, as discussed in a previous Cronoso, we had Piper and Cowboy Bob Orton beat the shit out of Mr. T on the fifth Saturday night's main event. Uh, Quick fact and spoiler, Mr. T won all three of his matches in the WWF, including two at WrestleMania, and his only other match was at Starcade 94, where he beat the man from the Iron Gates of Fate, the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, which means he retired from wrestling undefeated at four wins and zero losses. We now head to the Nassau Coliseum in New York. We start with actress Susan St. James, looking incredible. She's sitting with Vince high above the arena. They cut to the previously mentioned Saturday Night's Main Event footage of Cowboy Bob wrecking Mr. T with a huge knee to the back of the head, and that sets up our match tonight. So we go to the ring. Howard Finkel introduces the incomparable Joan Rivers, who is here to introduce the judges, since this is a boxing match after all, for tonight's contest. She's great here as a ring announcer, and... Uh, you know, she's one of the most groundbreaking comedians and comedy writers of all time, and she nails her job here. And then Joan announces, up next is 10 rounds of boxing. Things seem a little bit off timing-wise here, and Vince seems to be killing a little time on commentary. We hear Joan in the background saying her catchphrase, can we talk over the house, Mike? Just a little little chaos going on in the, the, the show. Then we finally see legendary boxing coach Lou Duva and Cowboy Bob show up. Uh, Lou's wearing a shirt that matches Roddy Piper's plaid pattern robe. That looks really cool here on uh, Piper. Really neat. Joan introduces the referee while the announcers are talking. Piper's in the ring being real chatty with Joan, and uh, it's kind of funny to watch them interact. The camera cuts to Mr. T's jogging behind Smoke and Joe Frazier, who is wearing gear that matches Piper's and was meant to mock Roddy Piper. We learned this earlier in a pre-taped interview, where Piper calls out Fraser for the attempt at psychological warfare. Piper says he's not having any of it. In this promo, Piper refers to himself as cute and that he grew his hair out for the fight and that his hair looks cute. He also states that he will never have to resort to shaving his head like an Indian and painting himself black for a fight. So uh, he was only half lying or maybe a quarter lying if you really think about it. There's also a previously taped interview with Mr. T where he mostly talks about how he's not a big talker and how he lets his fists do the talking. Uh, He gives the Haiti kid who's hanging out with him some love Then he says that if Piper does dirty things, then he will do dirty things to him, which sounds very erotic. Back to the ring. Joan introduces the Haiti kid who's in the ring and uh, even helps Mr. T get in the ring. She also introduces Mr. T as the always gracious Mr. T, which might be the only time a ring announcer has uttered that in an introduction. The crowd seems super into Mr. T, and rightfully they should be. Besides being a huge television star on the A-Team and he had just had a kid's cartoon that was on the air the previous two years, the WWF and especially Piper have done a really great job painting Mr. T as a baby face. Piper really playing the jerk here who needs to be put in his place. Especially with the Haiti Kid head-shaving incident being a really emotional moment for me as a kid and I'm assuming for a lot of people watching. Unfortunately, we really never get that moment avenged by the Haiti Kid. The commentary says that Mr. T has much more boxing experience than Piper does, which is really not evident at all in the following match and seems solely a reference to his acting role in Rocky III. Now, on to the match. In the ring, the ref is explaining the rules. Mr. T is adamantly and emphatically not looking anywhere at Piper. And Piper just keeps jawjacking, demanding, look at me when I'm talking to you. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Finally, T looks at Piper and he pushes his head right up against him. And the two bulls are in the ring pushing heads and they have to be separated. Uh, Piper is just always the antagonist. Susan St. James says here that she's happy. she is up away from the action because this is about to get messy. And Vince responds, agreed. Vince says Mr. T has a peekaboo style as they start boxing. Piper comes out peppering T with jabs. Lots of boxing hugs. Piper is always getting in cheap shots. Uh, at one point, Piper flips off the ref. The crowd hates it. It's great. Lots of in the ropes stalling. T is doing a lot of evasive maneuvers. St. James is very astute here, stating Piper will punch himself out, and he's not even connecting or doing any physical damage. Roddy never stops being a prick and is definitely getting the better hits in. Mr. T seems very unathletic for an athletic looking dude here. So many cheap shots from Piper. St. James again says Piper lacks the confidence to fight clean. Round one ends and it's kind of even. They kind of keep going after it after the bell. And there's a big ruckus as both corners empty out and enter the ring. And we see and Joe is all over Lou Duva. Kind of weird there. You'll see some more of that later. Piper is in Mr. T's face being a jerk as Mr. T's sitting in the corner. And Mr. T looks absolutely miserable sitting here. Piper finally sits down. He's the complete opposite. He looks like he's just taking a chill pill, having a nice old time. We go to round two. As the round starts, Mr. T tells the ref that Roddy is covered in something shiny. And the concept of a slippery substance making punches harder to land solidly was a concept that definitely had to be explained to me as a kid. The ref wipes off the Vaseline, which Vince calls salve, uh, the bell rings and Mr. T points out that Roddy still has a big-ass uh, something-about-Mary-esque globule of gunk still stuck in his previously mentioned cute bangs. Uh, the ref doesn't even pay attention to that. Piper body shots in the corner. Mr. T's stumbling. T's taking a lot of damage and Roddy's just teeing off. T's stumbling all over the place. Roddy does a huge wind-up, nails T, and T just goes down slow like an oak, oak tree in a forest. Piper's trying to crack T when he's down. As T gets up a little bit, Piper puts his boot on him and shoves him away with it. Mr. T is up, and Piper's in, still in control here and really tees off on of Mr. T till the bell rings. Mr. T drops, and uh, Roddy comes up from behind and winds up and clocks him right in the back of the head. Like a real cheap shot there. Mr. T, I can't tell if he's selling the exhaustion or the beating, Or if he's not even selling, he just might be gassed to shit. So round one was a draw. Round two goes to Piper. Between rounds, we're in the corner with Mr. T. Uh, Mr. T's corner attempts to pour some water in Mr. T's mouth, and he has zero interest in it. But uh, don't worry, because here comes Cowboy Bob, and he drenches Mr. T with a bucket of water like he's uh, Ozzy Osbourne in a concert. Uh, There's lots of talking and motivation in Mr. T's corner. Lots of dudes rubbing him. Round three begins. Piper starts with the ollie shuffle and comes out really confident. But Mr. T gets the upper hand and keeps nailing body shots. He gets Piper down into the corner. Piper gets up and and T nails a bunch of punches in the corner. Piper's hands are down here and he is just letting Mr. T tee off on him. Uh, Lots of unanswered shots to Piper and he goes down. He's just sitting in the corner like Jake the Snake pose style. Vince says that's an unlikely sight. Roddy Piper down on his keister. Piper gets up and he's staggering. He calls for more punishment from Mr. T and Mr. T obliges. Piper is selling the damage and is definitely in trouble. Piper sticks out his chin and T gives him a left hand that knocks him right out of the fucking ring. Um, outside, Bob is dumping a sponge on Piper's head. He's squeezing out a sponge on Piper's head. And then Lou Duva comes by and just dumps water on Piper's head because, you know, nothing clears out the cobwebs from getting your shit pushed in like some some water dumped on you. I mean, shit. When I have a hangover, I do just dunk my head in a bucket of water, so maybe, or a sink of water, so maybe it's true. The healing properties of water here. There's lots of stalling in this round, and T totally takes this round. By the end, Piper is barely holding on, trying to keep Mr. T from hitting him. Round three ends. Round three, definitely, Mr. T. Now, between this round, T is just anguishing in the corner. The crowd starts going apeshit, cheering. I thought it was because of this fight, but then I realized it's because there's a ring girl hottie with a round four card and a really great outfit in the middle of the ring. Vince said we didn't see her earlier because we were watching the action. That might be true, I didn't see her either, but a uh, hachi machi. The fourth round is about to start. As it starts, Piper picks up the stool and just chucks it right at Mr. T. These are thumbless gloves, as Vince stated earlier, which makes picking up a stool even more impressive. They get in the middle of the ring and they are just throwing single, unblocked punches at each other. They're not defending, just big shots. Piper nailing big shots. Then Mr. T with some very slow, heavy arm punches. Not heavy arms like a big, thick punch, but heavy arms like it looks like each of his arms weighs 100 pounds moving them for him. Mr. T's mouth guard falls out. At this point, Piper just walks right at T with his arms down and just lets Mr. T get 10 big fucking punches right to his gut and his fucking face. Desperate, Roddy pushes the ref down to the ground. While the ref is down, Roddy picks up Mr. T and body slams him right on the ground. It's a real nice, reckless-looking slam, with Mr. T just landing right on his shoulders. He Roddy, ch- charges at him, leaps at Mr. T, punching at the back of his head. Both corners enter the ring again, and it's a really wild here. So at this point, Smoking Joe Fraser just grabs Lou Duva. Lou Duva is like a 70-year-old Italian man. Smoking Joe Fraser just lifts him up in the air. He's just constantly grabbing him and lifting him. Lou Duva seems absolutely confused and terrified, as Fraser will not stop lifting this portly old Italian dude. Uh, it's like when a bunch of drunk groomsmen are at a wedding and they just start grabbing the fucking helpless groom in the air and tossing him up and then no one knows. It's just t- terrifying. Duva seems legit scared for his fucking life at this point. This is the best part of the match, I think. Frazier never stops touching Lou. He's all over him. This is until he decides to grab Cowboy Bob from behind. Uh, this is madness. Frazier's out of control. This whole melee is true chaos. So Piper's officially disqualified. Round one, even, two, Piper, three, Mr. T, four starts. T was in control and Piper pushes the ref, body slams Mr. T, and we have a disqualification. Piper's still attacking Mr. T from behind. Frazier's still attacking Duva. T is the winner. The crowd enjoys it. Piper raises his hands in a delusional glory. And St. James says here that Piper asked for it and the ref gave him what he deserved. This is just pure bedlam at the end of this. So we cut to St. James and Vince. And she says, Piper was in real good shape. And if he wasn't so desperate, he could have pulled out a win. She is great during this match, and her commentary is better than almost any commentary I've heard in the WWE in the past 10 years. She makes salient points. She's watching the match. She's explaining the psychology and the moves of the match. It's pretty great. Vince and her are a good team on commentary, and they look like they could even be a cute couple if they were together. But uh, real quick, Susan St. James was most famous from the 80s sitcom Kate Nally and the 70s drama McMillan and Life, and that's reason enough for her to be here at WrestleMania too but she has other wrestling connections as she played a character on WWF Hall of Famer Drew Carey's hit 90s TV show, The Drew Carey Show. Plus, she was at this time, and still is married to then-NBC president and producer of Saturday Night's main event, Dick Ebersol. And with that, the New York portion of this show comes to a close. So Roddy Piper is such a pure agent of chaos in not only this match, but in his whole career. He's a -a once-in-a-lifetime talent, and he is the perfect foil for Mr. T. Every character Mr. T has ever portrayed And his entire public persona was based on respect and commanding respect. His name is an extension of that. He was born Lawrence Turode, and he changed his name to Mr. T as soon as he turned 18. This was a reaction to him witnessing people disrespecting his father, his uncle, and his brother by identifying them as boy. He changed his name to Mr. so that people were forced to address him as Mr., identifying him as a man immediately and sabotaging people's attempts to marginalize and disrespect him with the racially charged term, boy. Really fucking cool shit right there. This is in great comparison to Piper. Piper has no interest in respect, and he never treats Mr. T as an equal. He never treats anyone that way. But T is not only inferior to Piper, Piper, he's an interloper. He's a Hollywood actor coming to his world, taking his spot. Maybe taking his money, definitely taking his spotlight. Piper as a heel has always had interesting motivations, as he never seemed that interested in championships. He always just seemed to want chaos. This reminds me of the Edgar Allan Poe story, The Imp of the Perverse. It's a story of a man who kills another man simply because he could. Uh, The story's title became a common metaphor for the urge to do the wrong thing at any time. Someone who wants to and chooses to do the wrong thing in any situation simply because he can. He's bad because he can be bad. This encapsulates this era of Roddy Piper perfectly. He's the ultimate agent of chaos. In all his feuds, and all his matches, and this fight especially, he doesn't do things necessarily for self-gain or profit. He just wants to see the world burn, and he relishes it. He has the devil on his shoulder, and the devil craves chaos, and Piper always obliges him. Although this match is kind of the death of the devil, and Piper will soon disappear, and by the time he returns, he may have found that angel on the shoulder. But that, that's a story for another day, and another chronoso. So this match was not my favorite. I like the structure of it and the story, but watching bad boxing is just not that much fun. Piper truly carries T through this match. T looks bad, and he has none of the charisma that made him such a big star in the 80s. People always talk about Ric Flair wrestling a broomstick and making it look good. But let's talk about Piper, in fingerless gloves, bringing any semblance of competency to this match. When it comes to this match, I think that Piper's charisma and the fact that he was the wrestler in the match kind of started to turn the crowd onto his side a bit here, which kind of led to his babyface run. Unlike these days where celebrities worship and coveted, this is a time where the idea of trying to achieve celebrity was kind of looked down upon many. So maybe the usually cynical New York crowd also did not respect this Hollywood invader encroaching on R-squared circle, This making Piper, who is the only entertaining thing about this match, the star, and is always the case with the entertaining heel becoming the babyface. To my adult eyes, Piper was obviously carrying tea throughout this entire match. And as a kid, I was just buying into the story. So much like the adults in the crowd on this Mania night, I saw what Piper was doing here. And this rewatch showed me how great Piper really is. There's a line in the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where Piper plays the ex-wrestler Demaniac. Where Piper says, I don't fight in the ring anymore, but I still fight the demons in Demaniac's head. This could exemplify Piper's whole career. Not only as a character, especially in his babyface run later, but maybe even the person he was outside the ring. And this is a line that should ring true to almost all of us and how we've lived our lives and the mistakes we've made. So great match? No. Great example of why Roddy Piper is one of the best of all time? Definitely. Also great are all the shows here on the North South Connection Podcast Network, the Jenny Position, and both Place to Be Pop and Original Networks. Listen to them all and you will not be disappointed. Thanks and goodbye.